Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Sandspants Radio. Dear Footy, I wrote you every day for a year. Why won't you return my letters? When will you come back to me? Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, How Goods Footy. Well, actually, for a change, considering the last couple of weeks, we actually got some footy news this week, Sean. Mm-hmm. So it was like a, a glimmer, a reminder that it is still there. Uh, so the draft just happened. We all pick all of our teams, as is the draft tradition, picked up players. All three of our teams did well. I yeah, think. 100%. Considering you didn't have a lot of early picks because you traded in some superstars over the last couple of years. Some cream. Yeah. You know, we had our first first round pick for about five years. So, what did it end up being? Uh, it ended up just. We started pick. It started at pick twelve. It became pick fifteen. Yeah, fucking. Wow. Why was that? Because of um, academies and father yep. sons or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, North Melbourne, they had one that went pretty early because Adelaide went after. They weren't expecting. It to I go actually that love early. it when clubs bid because you've got to. Otherwise, you get these players too cheaply. It's kind of like Geelong bid on Bailey Scott. Yeah. And everyone was a bit like, "Oh, that's a." That's a bit funny because he said he wasn't going to go there. He's going to go to North. But you have to bid. Otherwise, North, North get him for like 80. I mean, look what happens when you don't bid, douche. Yeah. Uh, a certain club, maybe the Essendon Bombers, get a player called that Irving Mosquito. Frankly, you won the draft. Yeah. Right. So the Greatest great name to player in history. He is Calling huge, it right now. He's a huge Bombers supporter. And uh, the Essendon Football Club posted a video of him finding out that he got selected for the draft. He looked so happy. He was So he was part of Hawthorne's Next Generation Academy. Yeah. They talked about how they were going to go for him. The Bombers apparently went earlier than the Hawks were prepared to be able to go for him. They were mm-hmm. like, you know, we're going to use this pick for him. But if he goes earlier than that, we're not prepared to give up about a higher pick and for then, him. And then, yeah, Essendon went very early. Because Dodoro went, fuck you then. <laughs> Dodoro just he gave a little fist pump when it went through. He was like, fuck yes, we got him. Yeah. Duh. I love that's, it. That's the most so, Dodoro thing ever too. So what were the Hawks, like what pick did they want? Because, because they had the right to him, I guess. Yeah. They get a discount. So I think you guys... So, so just, to, just to clarify, 34. for anyone who doesn't understand how the draft system works, and we barely do. Yeah, it's confusing as shit. Um, it is similar to basketball and the NFL in which players get picks, but uh, teams get picks based on where they finished in previous years that they can use to bid on play, uh, pick players um, who are the best sort of under-18 talents uh, in, the, in Australia. There are some players, though, that are part of what they call uh, academies, which is they train for like a junior academy associated with a football club like Sydney, Giants, West Coast, Hawthorne, Collingwood, Brisbane. I have an issue with academies. We'll get there in a second. And then also father-son picks. So if your father has played 150 games. Has it gone up? Or 100 games? I think it's 100. 100 games for a club. You can nominate that club as a a father-son pick and then they can bid on that player to... Pinch it from someone with a higher pick. Oscar Brownless. Took him with like, no one was going after him though, because yeah. who would? Who the yeah. fuck would dare do that? Yeah. Billy would smash him. I think he, did he get Billy's number? I know he can't. Oh, who's got it? Uh, Scott Selwood. Oh. I actually interviewed him about that and he said- um, I think he offered it to him. Well, Brownless, and he said, no, nah, no, look, I'm happy to let Scooter keep that yeah. number. 
but Stevie J apparently has been messaging him in the lead up to the draft being going, you just so you know, number 23. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, and then, and then of course, what, what the, what the bidding players have to, bidding clubs have to do to get that player is they have to, so each draft pick's worth a number of points. Yep. So obviously pick one is worth a shit ton of points. It's worth like 3,000 points. Yeah. So say I bid on a player with pick five and that's worth X amount of points. The club who, um, once that player through their like academy or father son rule has to get an accumulation of points using various picks, so they yep. might use three picks to get one player. But they do get a discount. Correct, they, they get about fifteen percent off the points or something like that. So Essendon went with pick thirty four for Mosquito. So I think Hawthorne would have had to use maybe forty eight or forty nine. Yep, and they went mm, a little too much. Yeah, they wanted like a pick in the eighties, and they'll regret it forever. You know, yeah. Oh. Oof. When he wins the Norm Smith next year. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine BT commentating oh. Irving Mosquito playing he's, for the Essendon Bombers. He's got Orazio. He's got Jake the Package Stringer. Mm. And now he's got Irving Mosquito. He's going to lose his fucking <laughs> mind. He might die this next season. I even love how BT gets behind Danaher. Well, fuck, he's going to die. Yeah, Essendon is going to kill BT. Does he like Smith or Sard? He loves Sard. Oh, oh my God. Even Essendon like, might murder Brian Taylor. BT lifts for Essendon because even like a name like Hooker, like it gets right behind it. It's because yeah. Hooker, anytime Hooker's doing, Hooker is either doing nothing or doing the dumbest thing in the world. So like the only way to, I can fucking barely say Kale Hooker's now without being like, Hooker! <laughs> oh, giving him the old Caps treatment. <laughs> so, yeah, so you you pinched Irving Mosquito. Yeah. Greatest name in the history of football. Well done. Yeah. Uh, you happy with yours? Yeah, we, we picked a bit of a bolter with our first one, uh, Eli Smith. He's like a big-bodied midfielder. Brisbane love him. They reckon he's going to be great. But then all the fans on social media were cracking the shits because he wasn't smiling in any of the photos. And they were like, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, he's going to leave. He's going to leave straight away. And then someone came in and went, I heard that when his name got called, he kicked a door and said, I'm not going to Brisbane. And it's like, no, there was a camera on him. Oh, man. And then yeah, they go, when his, did his mum didn't smile. Oh, it's all, no, it's all falling apart. <laughs> but Brisbane, um, they grabbed some good kids. I'm fucking happy. We, got an, we had an academy guy and a bid came fairly late. So we got him for, I think, a bit of a steal. I think we got him late 40s. When really his probably value is about somewhere in the twenties. That's what they usually do with the academy and the the father son picks. Is clubs will just wait until their last possible pick in the draft. Yeah, because they if know they can. They can. Yeah, which is what they did with Oscar Brownless. Yeah, I just want to point out something that I think has cemented Chris Fagan as just one of the best blokes in the AFL, and yeah. that is since the draft. I think Brisbane picked up five kids. Fagan is driving around Australia. Or he drove around Victoria. I think he's going to fly to WA. <laughs> but he's meeting all the players and their families. That's amazing. Before they come up to Brisbane. Man. Love it. Don't know if Chris Scott does that. I don't think he does. But Brisbane have to go the extra mile because they lost all those players yeah. years ago. Yeah. So even when they come up, Brisbane bring all the families up and they have like a day or, you know, a week or whatever it is with the club and everyone gets to know each other and they just try and make it make it work like that. I'm very excited. We've got some good kids. Rewind. Why do you hate academies? I love academies. I just don't think that. The way that it's panning out, like, because you've got someone, let's say a fuckhead like Eddie Maguire, yeah. who sees a couple of seasons in a row where Sydney or GWS Academy picked up top 10 players and they got them a little bit cheaper because of the Academy discount. And he goes, Well, that's unfair. Why do they have academies? Well, Eddie, they have academies because they're non footballing states. Brisbane and Gold Coast have an academy. Who has an academy now, though? Collingwood have a fucking academy. And it drives they, me crazy. Oh, hang on. Did they, they sneak yeah. their way up the draft and get a top 10 player yep. after playing in a grand final this year? Yep. Oh, so hang on. It's almost like Eddie's cashing in on the very thing that he despises, like the big hypocritical man he is. I don't like it. I don't know why. I think, like, yeah, Hawthorne have, they're calling them next generation academies. Yeah. It's not right. Melbourne is a footballing state. These guys are going to play anyway. Collingwood benefited from it. Hawthorne would have if they had the smarts to match for Mosquito. I don't hate that North Melbourne have an academy because it's a Tasmanian yeah, academy. Yeah, it's a Tasmanian-based one. Um, but I don't think the big Melbourne- Geelong uh, don't have an academy. We have a football factory. <laughs> Geelong Falcons footy factory is- uh, Yeah, but anyone can, grab those, would say. anyone can grab those players. Correct. So I just don't think that big, high-profile Melbourne clubs should have academies. Start to have a think, and look- I, look, I hate to say this, but all evidence just seemed to point towards maybe, just hear me out, Collingwood and Eddie Maguire, 
huge cunts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's history. Um, do you but know what? The more I, the more it's I, all the allegations more... currently. I, I'm just looking at the facts that have been presented in front of me, and <laughs> someone needs to make the big call, and maybe that man is me. I can't believe I nearly got us to barrack for them on Grand Final. You though. are an absolute fuckwit. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I'm, Fuck, I'm going to quit the show. If my flight had have been like four days later. You wouldn't have been in the grand final. For I, would, a I wouldn't have been in the grand final, and the first thing I would have seen was two my my so called friends barracking for a fuckwit team. I never would have done it. Good, I couldn't. So look to all the Collingwood supporters out there. I'm sorry. Nah, get fucked. <laughs> Fuck I'm Collingwood. Fuck them to hell. I'm sorry that your team is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and my boys did it right. Stephen Wells once again proved that he's a shrewd operator. Oh, also, if anyone has any issues with my statements, see you on Anzac Day. I'll be the one fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Is how good's footy going on Anzac Day? That's what I want to know. Uh, Let's get around that. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, look, hard to say currently, but yeah. look, fingers crossed. Uh, everyone will be wearing red and black this year, though. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> I mean, calling the story is good, though. Oh! Shut up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Why did Carlton at pick one... They go, all right, the draft has started. The clock has started. Carlton, you have five minutes. It's like, just pick Sam Walsh. You know what you're doing. Well, no, no, <laughs> no. They give him five minutes in case another team came out of nowhere and said, we'll give you seven picks for pick one. Yeah. In that five minutes, so, though. So part that of that. never going to go down in five minutes. Sean, do you know what else the draft was a part of? What? It was televised. It's and on the radio. Fucking dog shit is what yeah, it is. No, 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 no. So in that five minutes, you know what they did? Ad break. Ad break. Talked up the players that were about to be drafted. Talked up the players that had just been drafted. Fucking even Gil knew it was bullshit the way he would walk off stage for five minutes, come back on, walk out to his lectern and say, uh, and in a surprise to no one, Carlton have fucked themselves. Uh, but they picked a good number one draft mm. pick. Oh, Carlton traded next year's first round pick yep. to Adelaide in exchange for, I believe it was this year's pick 19, which they used on a player they liked, Liam Stocker. Which, you know what that was, though? What? That was that fucked Richmond. Because Richmond had... That was that was the idea. Richmond wanted Stocker. They did. It was Brisbane the worst kept secret too. in the AFL. Mm. And Carlton went, hey, let's take him. <laughs> but fuck. That's like, huge, because that means they've traded pick one. Oh! Nah, two. Gold Coast. I, oh. I would think pick two. At least it's, it's pick one or two. It's nothing high, lot higher than that. Yeah, I mean, they should naturally be better next year. Um, they also they'll still finish bottom five for sure. Yeah, and they also don't have a second round pick next year unless they because I, I saw that they also traded that one out for uh, a player they grabbed or something. Yeah, uh, Will Setterfield or whatever his name is. Yeah, maybe they did they trade a second round from another team back in because surely Carlton are not missing out on a first and second round. You watch them finish second last next year and ask for a priority pick and get one. Fucking disgrace. I hate Carlton. Me too. If your Poor team Sam starts Walsh. with C, I hate them. <laughs> They're a big C. I'm the Geelong cat, so I'm okay. You're okay. Yes. Just. Uh, yeah, so the draft, pretty good. It's Because it's the draft, it is really hard to tell what's going to happen. Like We can be excited about players, but there's really... Yeah. The top, the top 10 players is always going to be the top 10 players. Yep. It was just a matter of the order, I think, because yeah. those the, the King Twins. It's I not agree. often that you have a year where, like, say, Gold Coast had three picks in the top ten. Yeah, like it's crazy. I saw an article. It was like it's been two years since Gold Coast have had three picks in the top ten. That's like, not long. Jesus Christ! Some teams would never have that ever. Yeah. And how the fuck is their club still garbage? Oh yeah. Uh, actually, the King Twins is actually something that uh, also probably something to cover on the draft, which is that. <laughs> <laughs> so Gold Coast are a club that are struggling. No one wants to play for them. The people that do want to play for them barely function as the team. The culture is fucked. <laughs> St. Kilda, a team that has finished in the bottom four and just broke A bit of a all. basket case. Yeah. A also, team that nobody gets behind. Came out and were like, oh, look, Gold Coast drafted some players we would have liked, but that's okay. Just trade for them in a couple of years. Oh, I hate that kind no, of No, no. The actual tweet was a lot better, a lot funnier than that, which was congratulations to Max and Ben King. Ben, is Ben the one who's... Ben's at Gold Coast? Yeah. Ben, give us a ring if you're ever feeling homesick. Oh. And I was oh. like, whack. And Gold Coast got said, no, that's that's not fair. It's not our fault that everything up here is shit. And we oh. only have Domino's Pizza. I imagine. <laughs> AFL Integrity need to get on that. 
And they won't. <laughs> they won't. Because it's funny. Because they go, yeah, Gold Coast. It's also funny to think of the Gold Coast as only having Domino's pizza. <laughs> I reckon for Chinese, it's like, why is, this, why is this on a pizza? Oh, we only have Domino's pizza here on the Gold Coast. <laughs> Who organised that? Captain. <laughs> in the background. Domino's pizza and 4X gold. Yep. That's it. Yep. And the charades that Cap is trying to flog. <laughs> <laughs> what a place. Um, okay, so if I was Gold Coast and I had, what did they have? Pick two, three, and six, I think it was. Uh, yes. That's two and three. Uh, two, three, five. That's two, insane. Three, five. Yeah. You use two of them on both the King Brothers. Well, no, but I get why they went for Lukosius and Rankin. Rankin and Lukosius were the two of the best players in the draft. Yeah, but I mean, apples and oranges. How much better are they than one of the King guys? Yeah, Rankin's different though. Rankin's the kind of guy that is going to win a grand final. Okay, so off you his own take you, yeah, you take a win little a grand, win a grand final for Gold Coast. Oh no, no, for another team when he gets <laughs> traded to like Adelaide or Port. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you take a little bit of pain then, and you uh, you take him. You don't take Lacosis, even yeah. though he's like probably almost pick one. It is dumb. Like Gold Coast did definitely make a mistake there because they know their culture sucks. They know that people want to leave. So at least. If you've got the opportunity to draft twins. Yeah, no, no, but here's the thing. Lukosius and Rankin are best mates. They went to school together. They play footy together. And they're going to continue to play footy together in Melbourne. They're not brothers, though, are they? Blood is thicker yeah, but than the, water. Yeah, but the brothers might want to come back to the home it's states. Har- it's harder to move two brothers to the same team. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Mate, Scott Selwood, Joel Selwood, bang. Not in the same fucking trade. What? Not in the same trade, I'm talking oh, about. Oh, right, 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 right. What if they both just said we want to go back to Victoria? We don't and have to play for the Scott same Selwood? team. Yeah. No one's given up a top 10 pick for, for fucking him. He was like a pretty high pick, though. He was. Sure. He's like pick 12. Know, he's, a, you know, he's a B-grade sort of bloke. I mean, he's a very player, good player. I mean. He's a good bloke. bloke. Great bloke. <laughs> B-grade player. He's fine. He's a good player, but I'm yeah. not, he's not like... People talk about the King boys as if like they could be like... They could be huge. And because that one can play anywhere and one's a great forward. Yep. The other one, though, is the issue is that yeah, I guess I was about to be like, but then what St. Kilda would do? But no, it's because... But again, you, if, you are, if you are drafting, you've got... So there is easily, for me, the top three was locked. Mm-hmm. It was at one... Where the, does just, the order was up, up, for, up in the air, but the top three best players in this year's draft were Lukosius, Rankin, and Walsh. Mm-hmm. Hands down, easy. Walsh makes sense as pick one because he just walks into a club. I would take... Then, then, it, then you just have to take the next two best players, and they are the next two best players. Then don't go for the King brother. Yeah, don't go for King. It's splitting up the Gold Coast. Okay, for another team, sure. Like, why not? But for Gold Coast with the problems that they had, not drafting both of them made no sense to me. And it's not just that they're brothers. They're twins. Yeah. yeah. And they're very close. And the brother that Gold Coast took has came back from an ACL. Or is that? No. The one that St. Kilda took. Saints have got the ACL one, who's apparently the slightly better one. Yeah. It's just I don't know I I, I th- yeah I guess I would have taken Lukosius and uh, Rankin and probably not King then yeah they like, did grab another South Australian with like pick twenty four so they did try and keep them together but fuck dumb. King's gonna be a, a, a problem I think and really so you've got two years they've got a two year contract you've got two years to turn your club around and convince them that it's worth staying spoilers it isn't <laughs> yeah but here's it hear me out. We're talking about how the Twins will want to both be playing at the same club. Mm-hmm. I mean, are St. Kilda going to be much better? <sighs> what if Ben's like, Max, which one's at St. Kilda? Max. What if Max is like, I want to play with my brother? This club's garbage. There's a bit more upside on the Gold Coast. They've got Domino's Pizza. And St. I love <laughs> Domino's Pizza. Maybe. Where, where it's I up to Gold have... Coast to turn it around. Yeah, if Gold Coast, but seriously, if Gold Coast start turning around and St. Kilda don't, what if it happens the other way? Hey, all right. Looking at the 2018 season, which team... It's not going to be Gold Coast, all right? <laughs> <laughs> which team showed... A, Guys, like Gil any... put me up to this. <laughs> Gil was like, look, I listen to your show hey, every is week. A, is that a fucking mask? Oh, it's Gil! <laughs> <laughs> it's get out of here, Gil! It's impossible reveal. I just oh. pull up my latex. <laughs> Gil, you big flog. Get out of it. Hi, hi guys. It's me. What did I miss? I just saw Gil McLaughlin <laughs> running down the street crying. <laughs> In that big fucking oversized suit. Yeah. What, did you guys, when you guys punch him, he had like a black eye. Can't be trusted. Yeah, fuck off, Gil. Anyway. Boys. Yes, Tom. So last week, we yeah. talked about great footy moments. From our individual clubs. The bias edition, as the I call it. The bias edition, yep. This week, we're broadening the scope. We're going to talk about our clubs again. No. <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, what 
uh, a great footy moment for just in general. General great footy moments. So we've all picked one. Yeah. We, did we talk about them? When we said in general, so that means any club. Yeah. Any club. Any oh, club. good. So, so Brisbane's on the table. Have so, you picked another Brisbane no, moment? No, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. You sure? Yeah. You didn't Sorry. pick the Miracle on Grass? Did you fucking... If I was going to pick a second Brisbane moment, it would have fucking Michael Voss in it, mate. <laughs> I like, nah. he's like, I haven't picked a Brisbane Lions moment. I've picked a Fitzroy Lions moment. <laughs> so it's when they merged with Brisbane. Anyway, <laughs> and then later, Michael <laughs> then, Voss. Then they won three grand finals <laughs> in a row. Can you believe oh, it? Oh, boy. How did Vossi not win three Brownlows in a row? Mate, it's a disgrace to this day, and I'm very <laughs> unhappy about it. Just quickly, he should have won in 2001. Ackermanis won. Whatever. Yeah, all right. Uh, okay, who wants to go first? I'll right. have a crack. You want to go? I was going to say, I've already fought Tom once this episode, so I might as well make it twice, because my moment features the Geelong Cats, but oh. not in the way that you would like. Wait, is that good or bad? Bad, I think. So, Carson the way that I would to like winning. 2005. Oh, you're a fuck. <laughs> oh... <laughs> And oh, you're so a big fuck. Last week I spoke about James Hurd and some of the biggest quarters in AFL, which reminded me of a moment that I fucking adore from the 2005 final series. Yeah. Did someone else put their hand up as the biggest final quarter ever? Yes. Yes, they absolutely did. So the 2005 final series had two massive games in it. Uh, the grand final, obviously, which was the Leo Barry U star when he... Thank you, Stephen Cornermain. Yes. Sydney versus West Coast. Sydney won. Decided by less than a kick. Next year, West Coast beat Sydney by a point. It was fucked. Yep. Those two grand finals are just insane. If yep. you ever want, just like, watch them back to back. Yeah. <laughs> Don't blame us when you when you dehydrate and die. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the pinnacle of footy. But and like actually, just back to that. That's also a good example of like who cares if it's two interstate teams playing at the MCG. Both of those teams turned it on. Mm. Yep. Two years in a row. Whew, they were huge. Anyway. Because of the 2005 Grand Final, uh, a performance in the final series often gets overlooked, and it shouldn't, because it was fucked. (laughs) So, my favourite football moment outside of the Essendon Football Club is when Nick Davis kicked three goals in the wet to knock Geelong out of the finals race in 2005. Three and a quarter? Three and a quarter. Oh, Oh, yeah. Also, so something about this is, uh, it was wet. Geelong were up pretty comfortably going into the last quarter. Five, Sydney, five goals, I think. Five goals? I think about 25 points. Oh, fuck. Sydney needed to double their score to win. Oh, classic Sydney. And this was a Sydney that didn't like scoring. It might not have been five goals. It might have been four. I think it was... Yeah, I think We were it, comfortable. It was enough. Front, though. It was enough where watching the game... You're up by 23 points. It was enough where watching the game, I was like... Were you already booking tickets? Probably. Mm. But, so it, was, but it, it was the semi-final, not the prelim. To be fair, though, the, the semi-final, uh, we had lost the qualifying final the week before to, I want to say, maybe West Coast. I don't know. We lost the, we lost the qualifier and Sydney had won an elimination final. Oh, straight sets exit. Unlucky. Not for the first time. <laughs> That's not right. for the last, I mean. <laughs> Both. Probably not the first time. Either. Yeah, true. So, Tom. Yeah, mate. There's 15 minutes left in the game. Yep. Oh. So, like, the last quarter had already, like, well and truly into it. And then the siren went, ah! 15 minutes left of the game, Friday the 9th of September 2005. <laughs> it was wet. Geelong up by 23 points. Oh, Tom. Sydney had only kicked three goals in the game at this oh, point. Oh, Jesus. Surely a comfort behind win here. Impossible. Like, the time was on the clock, but 100 minutes kicking three goals, you need to kick fucking four, four, yeah, four to win. You need to double your score. I believe it when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> Enter Nick Davis. <laughs> 14 minutes left. Uh, what happened was Ruckman Jason Ball tapped it out of the rock to Davis, uh, 30 meters out in front of goal. Nailed it. <laughs> Geelong up by 16 points. Four minutes later, <laughs> Ryan O'Keefe unleashed a massive torpedo from beside the center circle. Davis outbodied Ge- uh, Geelong defender. Joel Corey, marked on his chest, 20 metres straight in front, synced it. Geelong up by 10 points. Still Seven. confident. Still confident though, Tom. Hey, we yeah. might still win this, Sean. Mm. I'm, I believe. Mm. Never give up. Seven minutes later, after accepting a slick handball, he again found him uh, some space in the cluttered forward 50 and snapped across his body from 40, just avoiding a desperate lunge from Geelong. Geelong up by three points. Oh. Wait. My maths was wrong here. Fuck. 
Have you cooked this whole thing? No, no, no. No, no, no. It's better than I remembered it. I thought Nick Davis kicked three goals and one of the last goals in the last quarter wasn't him. No, I think he kicked all of them. He kicked all four goals. He kicked all four goals. <sighs> yep. Fuck, Jesus this has happened. Christ. Having a, like a memory of like, yeah, because in my head, I think he kicked like the first goal. Someone else kicked the second. And then he kicked, and then he kicked two. the lot next two. So Geelong's still up by three points. It's felt like an eternity. No team has scored. There's a scramble in Sydney's forward 50, just outside the goal square. Uh, towards the left pocket. Final play of the season for one of these teams. There's seconds left on the clock, basically. Nick Davis grabbed the ball at the top of the goal square, snapped it, kicked a goal, and the commentary went something like this. Final play of the season, ball at the top of the goal square. Nick Davis, Nick Davis. Davis has done it for Sydney. It's grand larceny. It's highway robbery. It's Ronnie Biggs. It's Ned Kelly. This is the greatest thieving effort you will ever see. <laughs> but I think we all know the more famous one. Yes. Which is, which is Hutto's call. Anthony Hudson, who is a big Geelong man, had to stand there and say, I see it, but I don't believe it. It was insane. It was wet. It was at the MCG. Yeah, it was just insane. And yeah, as you were saying, Tom, you just lost to West Coast the previous week. Sydney, you come into this. Surely the underdog. Were and you at the game, Tom? No, I wasn't at the game. Mm. Um, I watched it at home. Yep. And I think we had toast for the next three months. Yep. Yeah, that's fucking... Yep. I think my dad just force-fed me toast. Was the toast wet with your tears? It's the saltiest bread I've ever eaten. <laughs> I can't believe... It's just like... It's I'll- amazing. It is an... Im- like... I have to tip my hat to that single performance. What did what did you do after that, though? Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't, does it? No, because uh, I can tell you what Sydney did. They won the flag. Yeah. Was he a Collingwood player first or a Sydney player first? Collingwood, and then he went to Sydney. Okay. Yeah. And won a premiership. And won a premiership, yeah. Oh, good on him. So, like, that Leo Barry. Mark- and then went to America and played as a punter in the NFL. Now I think he works for Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Leo Barry saved Sydney's uh, grand final win with that huge mark, but Nick Davis's boot was the thing that got them there. It's true. Yep. Oh, man. What a moment. Nick oh. Davis brought their grand final to life, and Leo Barry made sure it kept living. Mm. Jesus. So, Tom, what's your moment? Um, Apart, or should I throw it a have shot? I, have I told this story on the show before about how when I was at high school the next day, I turned. so it happened on the weekend, and I came to school the next day. Like the the Monday after this game, mm. and <laughs> someone had taken the back page of the Herald Sun from that game, oh. stuck it to my locker. <laughs> oh no! And that hurt. And then I tore that off. And then they they put another page behind it. So I tore that off. Uh, my mate uh, had my spare key to my locker. That's what you did. You gave me your spare key. He sure. had my spare key. Um, and so when I opened my locker. Oh no! There was hundreds of cutouts of headlines. <laughs> oh score, no! Photos of Sydney, pictures of Nick Davis, pictures of Brenton Sanderson crying. Can I put this to you? Yep. That your mate. Yep. Is one of the biggest TCs <laughs> in the history of Geelong <laughs> school system. Wasn't a Geelong supporter. Who do you go for? Richmond. <laughs> but wow. went went for Richmond in the days when Richmond were yeah, like finishing ninth every yeah. year. So that hurt. But uh. Then uh, we fucking beat his team by 100 million fucking points two years later. So, I cop that. Yep. And then until they knocked you out of the prelim final. What? When? Um, recently. No, I didn't play him in a prelim. You didn't? Oh, I was qualifying. Yeah. Qualifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they destroyed you. They sure did. Yeah. So, he, got, he, he won, I guess, you could say. Well, we won three grand finals. How many did he win? Yeah, but, you know, you're only as good as your last game. Did you win your last game? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Nah, nah. <laughs> Did you get smashed? <laughs> nah, we were competitive. Right. Uh, against we, against the Premier, actually. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we, won, we won our last game. Yeah. Fuck you, Koshy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, look, I can go. I can go because I can capitalize on this. Um, that hurts as a Geelong supporter. Yeah. But at least I knew how to feel because my team got so close to winning but just lost. And so you know what to do. At the end of that big final, where there's all that emotion riding on it, but what if, say, Davis had hit the post three times in a row, mm. and there wasn't a result, and I didn't know how to feel, because that is the moment I'm about to talk about, which is how weird it was in 2010 
when Collingwood and St Kilda played the last drawn grand final. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking huge. Yep. Typical, kind of say to Dusha, typical of Tom to pick a Collingwood moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this isn't a Collingwood moment because I think this is more of a St Kilda moment than it is a Collingwood moment. Okay. I think that, so before we get into the details of this, the draw hurt St Kilda a lot more than it hurt. That's what I mean. It's a, yeah. it's a it's a St Kilda. It's a great footy moment because it's never going to happen again. Yeah. So uh, the last of its kind. The last of its kind. The fucking MSO did a concert where they played like orchestrations to like a, like a live screening of the grand of that grand final with music to music. Wow. And I didn't see it, but that'd be amazing. Mm. They should do that for just everything. Just <laughs> what I want you to do this week is watch a footy highlights to like bark. So it's 2010, um, setting the scene, Collingwood have grown into this behemoth club finally mm-hmm. after a few years trying to rebuild themselves after being annihilated by Lee Matthews in the early 2000s. Yep. Um, St Kilda have come off the back of a heartbreaking loss to Geelong after arguably being the best team all year in 2009 um, and then arguably being probably the best team for most of 2010. Ross Lyon had that team drilled like a well-oiled machine. They didn't score high. Um, but what? A Ross Lyon team weren't high scoring. Yep. But like, listen to some of the names in this side. Like, You've got guys like Nick Rewalt, superstar. Yep. Brennan Goddard before he was a really big cunt, superstar. Hey, I love him. <laughs> Nick Del Santo in the prime of his career. Lenny fucking Hayes. Dog. <laughs> What? We've been over this. I hate him. Really? Yeah, he's a sack of shit. Superman Lenny Hayes. Super cunt. Have you, have you, have you looked Matt Stewart in the eye and said that? I will next time he's in. Okay. Lenny Hayes, great bloke, good footballer. Don't know what Sean's talking about. <laughs> I've probably forgotten. <laughs> it didn't happen in Geelong, so I uh, did not retain that piece of information. So, greats of St. Kilda playing. So, the game comes down, and I've got sort of like a, a breakdown of, of the result. But basically what happened is that in 2010... They played off, and when the siren went, scores were locked. Level. Yep. With about a minute 42 to play, starts on St. Kilda's half-forward line, where Brendan Goddard, who had played possibly the grand final of his life, he'd, ju- he'd taken a fucking huge mark on him. Oh. oh, he flew. If they had won, we would be talking about that mark forever. Yep. But we don't because it was a draw. And that was the more... The, the, a bit like the Nick Davis being overshadowed by Sydney winning the grand final. Yeah. Mm. Goddard's mark, which was Herculean. <laughs> did they award a Norm Smith? They did. Did Goddard get it? No. Oh, oh did it. they award... Yeah. Fuck, both games. Yep. I'm going to get... Guys, fuck. I let me get not, to the fucking... I did not know that. Yeah, so, all right. Who do you think got it in the uh, replay? You know who got it in the replay. Uh, Swanee. Swan, yeah. Pendles. Pendlebury. Pendles. Who got it in the in the draw? Collingwood or um, no St Kilda? St Kilda player won it. Oh. Nick Rewald? No, no, no. Was it Backman? No. Midfield. Your mate, Lenny Hayes. Lenny Hayes. <laughs> I wonder what? if he wears it still. I I reckon he wouldn't because here's the thing, right? So he won he won the Norm Smith Medal yeah. in that game. Mm-hmm. They he still had to do a speech. Yeah, there wasn't a stage for him though. Oh, they I love didn't, it. So they didn't bring a stage out. That's there were no no glitter cannons. So weird. they just said, oh, uh the winner of the North." They just came out and quickly said, "The winner of the Norm Smith for today's drawing grand final is Lenny Hayes." He got up and said, um, "I'll see you next week." So yeah, so with a minute forty two to play, the Goddard, ball half forward. A tri- the Saints are trying to buy a point. Goddard has managed to get the ball to ground on the half forward line in a th- one on three contest. He's the one. So this is what I mean. He. He played out of his fucking skin to try to win this game because they got so close last year. I was at the 09 Grand Final. Nick Rewalt got up and his concession speech was, you know, thanked everyone, thanked the fans, apologised for losing. Turned to the players and he's like, boys, this hurts so much right now. He goes, I want you to hold on to that. Remember how much this feels. We're never going to be here again. <laughs> 12 months later. Um, so six minutes earlier, though, in the quarter, Goddard had put his team in front for the first time all day with this monster kick, put him in front, and then within about 30 seconds, Travis Cloak kicked a goal, put the lead back in, in pies. So this is a game that is basically hinging on a one-point margin yep. Collingwood's way. St. Kilda kicked a lot of points. Mm. So Lenny Hayes is waiting at Goddard's feet as the ball comes to ground. He scoops the ball up, sick and hits the deck, 
throws it on his boot as quick as he can and just thumps it into the forward line, just scrambles it in. And there it bounces at the feet of mercurial small forward Stephen Mill. Hmm. Ball bounces. Now, this guy made a career out of turning cheap cheap shit, but also turning nothing into something, like a small half chance he could kick a goal. Hmm. So he's in the on the right side of his opponent, Ben Johnson. The ball bounces past them, and Milne sort of runs towards it. Now, the ball's bouncing, bouncing towards goal. All Milne has to do is pick that ball up, put a foot out, kick a goal. There's less than a minute to go by this stage. And in a Ross Lyon team, that's as good as the game done because all they will just shut the game down then, and they'll win. That's all he had to do. Yep. What happens, Tom? Got a bad bounce. Oh. Ball got away from him. Hmm. He kind of saw it bounce and went, oh, 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 it sort of changed. That's the amazing thing about this game. Ball bounced the other direction, went through the behind post. He never got a foot to it, didn't get near it, scores leveled. I've always watched, I've watched that replay a lot. I just always felt that Milne could have done a bit more. He probably, to be honest. Like if you watch that again, he, I reckon he could have done a bit more to get to that ball. He, he uh, Lenny Hayes in his autobiography said that he actually – Blames himself for the kick. So he should. His kick was fucking. He filth. said that he goes. I thought I was under more pressure than what I was. Yeah, had no awareness. Final. Had no. He awareness. actually said I could have handballed it over the top to Milne anyway. Yeah, he could have the space. Yeah. Now ball's got away from Milne. It's gone through. Bruce McAvaney's under the immortal words. It's a behind. What are you doing next week? Oh, Bruce. So, <laughs> game keeps going. Ball comes out of the St Kilda line. Gets locked down on the wing. Gets locked down on the wing. Gets locked down on the wing. And finally, with three seconds to go, ball goes up. Siren. And there is just silence at the MCG. Mm. Probably 100,000 confused, silent people. And that, I mean, amazing. That, that for me is the most amazing thing. There's no song. There's no Eagle <laughs> Rock. There's no three loose blokes in the MCC members. Well, Drinking probably every beer that has anyone's ever seen. So there are, I think... The last time there was a draw was 1977. So this hasn't happened for ages. Yeah. Collingwood haven't won since 1990. St. Kilda haven't won since the 60s. The Ooh. only flag that ever won was in the 60s. By how many points? Uh, I think uh, one point. Yeah. Their only grand final win was against Collingwood by a point. Mm. So what a shit club. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Basically, nah, the, good the, on you, St. Kilda. The, the game was amazing in that it, it started with Collingwood came out hard. St. Kilda just roped them back in mm. and then just traded blows and then it was a, a draw in the end. Yeah, the thing about this game and the reason why uh, people often say if it went for like a couple of minutes longer, 100% would have been St. Kilda's. The last quarter was just all Saints. Yep, they came home like a fucking train. What really sucks about this, though, is uh, the following week. Oh. So the problem was because St. Kilda had come home like a train, they had spent every single petrol ticket in the ground, as you do. Yeah. Collingwood had plenty more left in the tank. Came out, absolutely blew them apart the following week. It was by like 40-something points. By 40 points. Tone was set set early, though, in that game. Very early on, Rewalt was running into an open goal. And like a librarian. (laughs) (laughs) Heath Shaw. That is the exact quote from uh, Dennis Committee. Like a librarian. Heath Shaw just ran him down silently. No awareness. Uh, And then St. Kilda went on to then... Still never break that premiership duck. Interesting fact, not fact, story. Uh, Adam Schneider, who played for, for St. Kilda during the time. I think yeah. I said Sydney just then, but played for St. Kilda at the time. Did play for Sydney before that. Was at a, a, a clinic we were running for some kids at my work, and he was asked by someone, was playing in a draw in grand final really hard. And he was like, well, let me put it to you like this. You just played in a grand final in front of 100,000 people. You didn't win, but you didn't lose. And someone says, do you want to come back and do it again next week? What are you going to say? He's like, it was great. I got to play. I got to play in two grand finals in the same year. He said mm-hmm. it was awesome. We didn't win. It would have been better if we. Obviously, it would be better if we won. But you were never going to turn back that second chance. What was the attendance of the second game? Because it was way lower, wasn't it? It was a lot lower because people obviously make plans around grand final time. Yes, Jeez. and it spent because that was the thing. The AFL weren't like, you so got a free ticket is, next. We're week. We're going to give free ticket. No, 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 no. Demetrio. No, no, no. He was worse than Gil. Did he they went, lower the prices? I think a little bit, but not yeah. that much. Irrelevantly. Who did they get? Who did they scramble and get for entertainment? Lionel Richie. Oh, how did they pull that off in a oh, week? I'm <laughs> better than I think you ever had the first time round. I, yeah. I don't know who it was first time round. 
Because Lionel Richie is the one that stands out in the last probably 10 years as being the best one. Yeah. Now, Lionel Richie was the was the rematch. He must have been in town for a tour or something. Yeah, maybe. Jesus. Or they just opened the uh, opened the checkbook. Dimitro, Dimitro went to his secret bank account that he'd been funneling money into. Nah, it's, it's, it's all Dimitro was probably like, huh, we've got a lot more money now because we just played two AFL grand finals in the space of two weeks. <laughs> They did make a record profit that year because they played two grand finals. There was, a, but this is the thing: like everything happened the same. There was a second grand final parade. Oh yeah, there would be. Yeah, there was a second. Why everything. would they? Why would they need to do that? That's to me that that's dumb. No, nah, second grand final parade, second everything. <laughs> it's insane. I can see why. It's like the Noah's the Ark rules. of grand finals. Two of everything. It's such a good argument, isn't it, for a best of three grand final series? No, it's a terrible idea. So yeah, so they've now got rid of this rule. It'll never happen again. We have the, we have extra yeah, time and then a golden time. point. Boys, I want to talk about uh, a footballer. Yep, by the name of Jason McCartney. Ooh. Oh, I was thinking like I've got so many Brisbane moments that are just beautiful, and I was thinking of one like a just a general footy moment that sticks out. From we like kid. when his football made me cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like the thing that stuck out, and I remember being in school at the time and everyone was talking about it and all the teachers were fucking loving it, was this this comeback from Jason McCartney. Uh, for people who don't know, in 2002, McCartney was caught up in the Bali bombing. Um, I think the bar that he was at, I think he was with Mick Martin at the time as well. Mick Martin sort of didn't get injured or whatever, but the bomb went off and McCartney got injured he didn't realise at the time how bad it was. So he was like running back in to help pull people out and all of that. He's Fucking only, what a champion. Oh, he's a champion. But only later he realised, I think it was he had burns to 50% of his body. Yeah, I think Fuck. he had like skin falling or, off or himself. 65%. It was like it was it, it, He nearly died. He didn't, it didn't hurt because the adrenaline was keeping yeah. him going. And then as soon as he stopped, he went... Oh fuck! My body's on fire. Yeah, and in the aftermath, he nearly died, and it was just this insane thing. And everyone thought, "Oh, that's oh, it's terrible. He'll never play footy again." Yeah, because like you said, dude, like skin was falling off, and he had to have these surgeries, and it was just like it was I, I think it was a situation where you have to wear that sort of yeah, protective. protective stuff that basically holds your skin together. Yeah, while it heals, if it ever will, sort of thing. And it was just this fucked situation. And so he, uh, around the time, we talked about events linked to Wayne Carey. McCartney had to step in and take Wayne Carey's spot yep. for North Melbourne. So I think at the time he was sort of their go-to guy in the forward line. Yeah. So it was a blow for the team. Him and Nathan Thompson or Thompson come after? I think it might have been, no, yeah, Thompson was sort of around 2003, I think. So maybe yeah. he was around then. Yeah. He was a decent player too. Did Nathan Thompson, no, nah, he didn't. He was at a Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Yeah. He looks like the lead singer of UMI though. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Nathan Thompson looks like if Brett Kirk and yeah. the lead singer of you and I had a baby. <laughs> What's but his I, name? I think Jason McCartney missed- uh, a, Tim Rogers. Thank you. <laughs> I think he missed a year of footy from memory. Um, but yeah, no one ever thought he was going to play again. And then it started to become apparent that he, he just had like this burning desire to get back and play. Yeah. And he played a few VFL games. And then I think it got to later in the year, maybe the midpoint of the year or something like that. And they were like, yep, yeah, he's going to come back. It was like, I think it was a Friday night game. It yep. was just this huge thing. It would have been like some of the biggest ratings they've ever had for a footy game. It was ridiculous. And um, do you guys remember that game? They played Richmond? For, I think they played the Bulldogs. Wow. I should have looked into this better, but I'm just going off my memory with this one. Um, he had a dog shit game. <laughs> yeah, he like, did. He had three touches. Yeah. However, but they pretty much all came in the last quarter and it was a tight game. And one of those touches, he kicked a huge goal. Massive goal. Fucking everyone got around him. And I think everyone in that whole stadium just stood up and cheered. Yeah. And it was like, I think the opposition cheered. Yeah. That, yeah. The players. Yeah. They were all- Because oh, he played in the back line that, that game. Yeah. I think he did. Yeah. And he floated forward in the last quarter. And he had a lot needed, of time on the bench. They needed some X. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, he didn't have a lot of game time. Um, he floated forward because they goal. wanted like X Factor or something. You know, he kicked a goal. <sighs> but then also, there's like seconds left in this game. They're down by under a goal. The ball goes into the forward line. McCartney gets it, fires a handball over the top, and uh, his teammate runs in, kicks the winning goal with like four seconds left. It was fucking crazy. He could have kicked that winning goal. He could have kicked it, but he went over because he's such a selfless guy and mm. just a legend, and he handballed it over the top. They won the game, and then he got interviewed post-match, and fucking everybody in Australia was probably crying. It was yeah. insane. And I'm, then, I'm about to cry now. And sure. then he retired. Immediately, he during said, the interview. It was my dream to, after the bombing, it was my dream to recover and to marry my girlfriend. 
Yep. And he got married, and it was my dream to come back and play AFL and prove to myself that I was good enough to get back and play. And, and it's taken a hell of a lot out of me, and I've just, like, this is it. He, he apparently in interviews, on a high. in interviews afterwards has said that during that game, he realized very early on that he that this was going to be his last game because he's like, yeah. I, he physically, he was like, I just couldn't. He yeah. said, like, the come, like, actually getting back to that level and training and, and then getting back to playing, it took, like, everything out of him. There was just like, I just threw everything I had into that last game. And, and you knew it would be his last going in. I knew it would be my last game, and we got the win, and I played a tiny part in that, and he was just happy to walk away, and it was just fucking great. I'll just remember that forever. How good's footy? How good he is He is great. Can I tell you, he's one of the most unlucky footballers ever. I looked up his career, basically. So when he joined the league, he joined the Magpies the year after they won the premiership. Yep. So he missed out on that one. He missed out on – then he was traded to the Crows – he missed out on selection in the Crows' 97 flag. He was sort of a fringe player then. Yep. He was yep. working his way up, but missed out on selection in the finals. Didn't play in that flag. Then the following year, he moved to North Melbourne, where oh. North Melbourne lost the 98 flag to the Ad Crows. Rose. Yep. <laughs> then he didn't play in the 99 flag oh. because he was suspended. for. Someone can message in if they remember. It was a game against Brisbane, and from memory, I think he knocked out Clark Keating. Do you know what? Kenny fucking deserved it. <laughs> Keating's a good man, all right? Is he? He's a mad dog. <laughs> Keating was Mr. September because he would play fuck all games during the year because he was always like carrying an injury and then he would turn up in September and dominate. Brad, Brad Ottens took that mantle off yeah, him. In, definitely. Yeah. It's a Ruckman thing. It's a Ruckman thing. Um, yeah, so he didn't play in the 99 flag and then he played the following year, he played in a losing prelim final. Against it. against Essendon. No, yeah. that was the uh, qualifying final against us. Where you smashed him. Yep. It must have been against Oh Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah, it would have been Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah. yeah, Melbourne. So they lost that game. So fuck it. And then that bloke deserved a premiership. Didn't get one. But he got something better. Like I think not better, but I think the respect people have for him to be able to come back and like that's I I I, rem, I'm, I got I got yeah. goose but you get it's, like it's chills one of talking best about stories. It. it is. It's just incredible. Um, he's doing well now. I think he's the list manager for GWS. Yeah, he is. He did that. I think he was the list manager for the Doggies for, for years, I think. Yeah. And he's moved up to GWS and, uh, yeah. Has kids, has wife, yep. happy life. Fucking champion. Good on you, mate. How good's footy? So good. It's a great game. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dusha. Yes. We got any emails? We got a few. We didn't do emails last week, so we've uh, got quite a bit. All right. So um, I'm just going to start off with an email from Randy, which uh, addresses something that we brought up last week. <laughs> Randy. <laughs> Sorry, Randy. I'm a child. <laughs> which addresses something we brought up last week, I'm pretty sure. Um, we were talking about like overseas memberships and how to watch footy. He said that there's an app called Watch AFL Global. Uh, and you can get a pass for a gear. It costs him approximately 150 US dollars, but it has a lot of content, including the AFLW international matches, AFL shows, specials, and more. So that's not bad. 150 for an entire year, even US dollars, that would be cheap in Australia. And that's, it is- that's pretty good. What's the AFL subscription? I think it's somewhere between 80 and 100 Australian dollars. Yeah. And yeah. that's only if you're in Australia, though. Overseas memberships is different. That's pretty good. That's not a bad deal. All right. Uh, we've got an email from Jacob. G'day, boys. Hope the cricket season is treating you well. I don't care how bad Australia are at the moment. I still love the game because you get to wear long pants in 40 degree heat for six or seven hours, but that may be just heat exhaustion. <laughs> I was watching old highlights and was reminded of possibly the loosest and one of the most deranged players to ever don a jersey. 
Sadly, he was before our time, but I am, of course, talking about Mark Jacko Jackson. Oh, okay. Oh, yep, 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 yep. Heartily recommend just going through his Wikipedia entry. It's a bit of a journey. Some of the highlights are repeatedly (laughs) butting the behind posts. (laughs) For what? He played for Geelong. Was that like anger at an umpire? He's like, fuck it, I'm just going to headbutt this guy. I mean, yeah. He was a loose unit. Being voted out of a team by his fellow players. (laughs) <laughs> being sacked from St Kilda halfway through the season and still receiving the leading goal kicker award with 41 goals oh fucking hell Rep- <laughs> why are we doing how good's Jacko repeating the uh, repeating the same feat again for South Fremantle later in his career and was suspended in his last season for dropping his shorts several times in a single match <laughs> this was to be his last game oh man oh he played for Correct me if I'm wrong. Geelong, Hawthorne, and St. Kilda? I think so. And at Geelong, fuck, he would have played in like the Ablett, <laughs> Brownless. Mm. Fuck. Jesus. I feel like he did handstands too. After footy, he recorded a number one charting single, I'm an Individual. And if you get a second later, ah. listen to the follow-up single, Me Brain Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> all in all is much... <laughs> All in all, is Mark Jackson what footy is lacking today? Can oh. footy be saved by tall blokes with more inches than brain cells? Should more players be embarking on singing careers? Anyway, love your work. Regards, up the Aussies. That's some peak how good. I think, <laughs> I think we have a new. So I know that you know our unofficial your, mascot. Your what socks are you currently wearing, Tom? Kappa. <laughs> but I think. The crown on Warwick Kappa's head isn't as tightly secure and might be headbutted off several times Whoa. by Mark Jacko Jackson. I'm going to look up the song Me Brain Hurts so we can have a listen to this afterwards. Uh, also, I just remembered his nickname was Wacko Jacko. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Wacko Jacko. Yeah. He was mental. He was genuinely <laughs> insane. I, I think that the AFL needs more characters like that. Yeah, we kind of beat it out of them. If someone's a bit too out there, it's kind of like yeah. Even like Ackermanis is probably the last one. Shane Crawford as well, but he wasn't too bad on the Crawford field. Crawford wasn't too bad. He's it's really post career that you see a yeah. bit more of his of him. I think yeah. Although he's on the footy show. Swanee's probably the last one. Oh yeah. Although Heath Short's still playing. Stevie J. But they they're not wild. They're pretty reined in. Do you know like, even need- just something as simple as like you know when NBA players show up and they're all wearing like fucking ridiculous outfits and stuff. Yeah. They don't have like. That sort of thing in in the AFL. No, nah. everyone shows up in their team polo shirts with the sponsors' logos, and everyone you know everyone stays in line Fuck, and all of this. Yeah, we need. Do you know who could be that? Is someone like like? Oh, no, he doesn't have the personality. Sound like Tom Lynch, but Tom Lynch. Yeah, because you know all the money, so you could use that to like he could be money. Nah, money. he's he's just a boring. Yeah, he's just <sighs> bloody guys. Sabre Radigalia, just start toast. punching blokes, mate. <laughs> just bring back Wacko Jacko. I want to Sava to like show up to games, bro, and lots of bling and just like a yep. purple suit. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, what I want awesome. to see. I don't know why I'm. It's just with the NBA, you just see them show up and they're just you see like, like you that see game, who they are, and then you see who they are on the team. Where their personality? Fucking LeBron walked in in like that crisp maroon suit that was shorts. Yeah, like it was it was a full suit, but with like tailored shorts. Yep, and so, like high boots. Oh, it was insane. So I would love it if you had a player like Tom Lynch, and a brief may- maybe with a stronger personality, and he just shows up to games in a suit that's just made out of like money. Money. When does uh, when does Toby Green come out of contract? <laughs> there you go. Throw the money at him. Yep. All right. Uh, we got an email from Jamie from Atlanta. Uh, someone we've heard from before. Yep. Friend of the show, and <laughs> somehow has managed to fit into the theme of today's episode, despite sending us an email eight days ago. Oh. oh. Subject. Profit call. Making Tom and Joel fight. (laughs) (laughs) Greetings from Atlanta. I love the podcast and has done what I thought would be impossible. Got me excited about watching a sport. Being from the States, I need to get an overseas membership to watch full AFL games, and that requires picking a team. Since you guys introduced my sister and I to the game, we narrowed it down to the Bombers, the Cats, and the Lions. We then eliminated the Lions because we weren't feeling their colors. (laughs) Can I uh, continue? Continue. Look, I'm happy to take a break. Maroon and blue, mate. What are you going against Maroon... Blue Everything. and gold. Everything. Pick a colour. Work I'm it out. I'm fucking outraged. What, you want beige cats? This bullshit. We're not beige. I'm We're saying you're white. beige compared to the, the, the high-profile colours that are out there. Yeah, remember when Freya were red, purple, and green? Pfft, I would have got behind that. 
They should do that now. That, uh, that says everything that we need to know about Sean Carney's opinion. <laughs> Red like- and black. Wait. Blue and white. Shut up, Sean. This is a fucking outrage. <laughs> Shut up. Continue, though. We like that the Cats switched their name for good luck, have more info about the team history on their website for potential new fans, and that the sex toy shop is placed prominently in the town of <laughs> Yes, Geelong. good. I love that that's a selling point. And I will yeah. say they did. They're originally the Geelong Pivotonians. They changed the name to the Cats. I can see now why Brisbane are falling behind. Yeah, where's your sex shop? <sighs> I just don't know, Tom. Get Chrissy to build one. Come on, fakes. Fakes dildos. Get out up there. Oh, that's a great slogan for the company as well. I didn't even mean it. I invented the company and its catchphrase. (laughs) Fakes dildos. Get it up there. Dusha, continue this email. We also like that the Bombers uniform makes them look like they're wearing mayoral sashes and that they seem to do a lot of community outreach work, especially with the disadvantaged indigenous communities. However, their on-field mascot is a fucking mosquito. (laughs) What the actual fuck? Oh my God, your mascot is now your player. Yeah, did you not put that? No. everyone was... That's why they thought it was great, mate, that he's a mosquito. Fucking hell, Tom. Lift! Tom. Fucking hell. I'm excited. <laughs> I get it now. So, Tom and Joel, why should we support your team and not the other? Stay strong during these dark footyless times. Jamie. P.S. Up the tall boys. Can I take Wait. this one as the impartial? Yeah, yep. sure. I think um, I just want I just want to point something out. You pointed out clearly. Look, if you're just looking at me and Tom, and you need to someone to trust, mm. someone who did not realize that Edison's mascot is mosquito, which is why that Irving mosquito was a good addition to the team. Is that someone you should be listening to? I think this was a tight contest Oof. until the other day when Dodoro said, "With pick 34, we want Irving mosquito." That pushes it over the edge. That's a great that that's a a mascot. That suits the player. Do you have any cats on your team, Tom? Anything yeah. Geelong? Anything fucking forty cats? Related? They're all cats. Shut Doesn't up, do it Tom. for me. And I know that six... <laughs> we have a rat. His name's Rat Tagalia. I just think that. Do you want me to put a hocking and change the name to Catagalia? Oh <laughs> fuck! As if he hasn't done that. Shit, that's sure. good. Uh, I think if you want to go on a wild ride, I'd probably pick Essendon at this point. They're a flashier team to watch. However, if you want a team with substance who have actually achieved something in the last 10 years, Geelong. If you want a team that's abused substance in the last 10 years, though, <laughs> Essendon. Oh, um, I've got two words. Mm. Big sexy land. That's it. That's all I've got. That's a pretty strong argument. Or if you want to talk about mayoral sashes, our mayor was so crazy they fired the entire government. <laughs> Is that? That happened recently. Is that what's his name? Yeah, Darren Lyons. What colour is his hair? Uh, at the moment, it's, I think, red and green. <laughs> he's fucking wild. He's a paparazzi. He became our mayor. Uh, this is a bit of history. This is going to get you over. So our that, mayor that for a few job. years. He was a paparazzi. He was a paparazzi. He took photos of Princess Diana. That's his big claim to fame. He runs three nightclubs in Geelong and briefly became the mayor. Spent billions of dollars on a giant metal floating Christmas tree and a tourist ad based around the nickname Sleepy Hollow, which Geelong used to get back in the day, where he plays a cowboy. Um, and he fell off a horse. How long was he mayor for? Uh, not very long. He fell off the horse, and they also found him wearing the sash when he wasn't supposed to. <laughs> You're like only supposed when? to wear it for like official ceremonies. He just wear it. He just go out and be wearing it for <sighs> interviews and stuff. Um, and then they found that the whole government was corrupt, and so they fired them all. Jamie, my advice would be to flip a coin. Jamie, my advice is probably back for Essendon. Uh, if you're ever in Australia, when you drive from the airport to wherever you're staying, you'll probably drive past the new Essendon training facility, so you get to support your team by accident. When in doubt, though, when in doubt, go Brisbane. <laughs> We've got the best coach in the AFL. Just ask yourself this. Do you look better in a sash or stripes? That's true. Or with a, with a lion. With a lion. Sean, you're not in this fucking race. <laughs> I feel like I should be. I don't. I, I just don't understand. <laughs> It's, it's I've never colors. had a problem with the colours. I just think they're great. <laughs> also, you guys have got an amazing team already. The fucking tall boys. <sighs> yeah, I want to see uh, if you could send us a picture of like the team Guernsey or the logo or something. I'm what curious. the fuck a tall boy is? Is it a wardrobe? That's what I want to know. That's a good point. Jamie, let us know. And thanks for your email. Thanks, Jamie. Cheers. All right. And now, finally, uh, quite an interesting email. And this is a good one to end on. <clears throat> uh, this is an email from Zach. Subject, TC or not to TC? Hi, fellas. Been loving the off-season shows. It's getting me through PFD, in brackets, post-footy depression. Good, good. It's real. I especially love the Stevie J chat from last week, which reminded me of my favorite footy moments. Uh, And this is something, Tom, that if you're not aware of, this is going to blow your fucking mind. Ooh. 
At three-quarter time of the 2007 Grand Final, Geelong was up by approximately 3,000 points. <laughs> That's true. <clears throat> At the huddle, the message was, stay switched on, boys, is not over yet. All those bullshit cliches, etc., etc. Let's face it, there was no way Port was kicking 26 goals to none in the last quarter. But the message was clear. Let's stay switched on. Nathan Ablett, of all people, says that the story goes like this. <clears throat> I'm already happy. <laughs> I was yelling out to him, actually just to get him into structure, and he wasn't answering, and he said, that's not my name. The name's Norm. <laughs> Is that just Stevie J? <laughs> Oh, yes. Halfway through the third quarter of 07, he changed his name to Norm, so he was pretty confident to get up on stage twice that day. We were going well, the team was going well, oh but he God. thought that he was going to be even better than that. I did not know that. <laughs> and that is amazing and is my new favourite Geelong moment. Call me Norm. <laughs> I like the idea that he didn't even tell the players before he did it. No. Nathan was like, <laughs> Stevie, Stevie, Stevie. Imagine if the game had been closer and like he just wouldn't go near any players. I'm like, why isn't Jono running into any space? Why are you running into space? My name's Norm. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> I love it so much. Sean, that's what we need in footy again. Why? Yeah. <laughs> There's still a lot more of this email and this is the, this is the crux. <clears throat> anyway, I was hoping you guys can help me resolve an emotional pickle I've just found myself in. My team, who will remain undisclosed for reasons you were about to find out, okay, okay. has just drafted my girlfriend's ex-boyfriend, who will oh. also remain undisclosed. This has obviously left me feeling mixed emotions, as there is an inherent desire to dislike this person. But I love my club. This has even got me thinking about TCing, as I might find it hard to support our new player. Fuck. And if my heart's not in it, then I wouldn't be able to do it. I also have a strong allegiance to the Lions, who have been my second team for some time, with my family having strong links to Fitzroy. Ooh. Please contain your excitement, Sean. It's contained. <laughs> I don't think it is. I can see it from here. <laughs> now, look, there's very little chance that I will TC, but the thought has crossed my mind. I'm interested in hearing your thoughts on this. Would this be a valid reason to TC? How would you feel if you were in the same situation? Much love. Thanks for reminding me of football still exists during this dark time of the year. Cheers, Zach. Zach, that's huge. This is a pickle. That is very complicated. I would leave the country and cut off all ties with anyone and also football. See, oh, it's it's hard. It depends. I would cross my fingers and hope that his career tanks. I had a similar situation where Ooh. there's been people... Well, similar situation, not in... <laughs> none of my girlfriends have dated a footballer. I just don't seem to attract that type of lady. <laughs> I've dated footballers, but that's just who I am. Yeah, I am that type. Uh, of but there has been people that I've gone to high school with that I did not like that have been drafted into AFL, and sometimes what- to your team. No, no one has been drafted. You've dodged to my that team. bullet. Yes, this is a deeply personal one, though. I feel. Yeah. How dep- bad of an ex? Like, is it just like, oh, he's an ex-boyfriend, or is it like he was a big piece of shit? Ex? Yeah. Like if yeah, because if girlfriend is having has like emotion, like has like I guess like scarring kind of thing from ex-boyfriend then that's extra hard but if it's just like she dated this bloke in the past then shut up zach yeah keep supporting yeah. your team that's that might if it's just like oh they dated it's a bit awkward but if he was if he and, and that's fine but if he was like a big piece of shit then i mean look it's sophie's choice it's footy or love oh it depends i reckon just look don't tc if you did i we wouldn't, wouldn't blame you yeah i wouldn't blame you unless the team's freo although he's gonna tc to brisbane so you're happy no, I still don't condone. TC. Do you know what though? This We've, is the guys, 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 guys. He's tried to be secret case. here, right, yeah, yeah. and not give away the team or the player so that we can, you know, say who they are. Hmm. We know it's not Brisbane, so we can probably start doing a bit of a oh. reverse investigation. There, there's only 17 more clubs and pos- and 40 players in every club it could possibly be. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's tricky. We are, but I, yeah, I don't have an answer. I haven't been in the situation. Don't know what I would do. It's fucking tough. Follow your heart, Zach. Keep following the club, support your girlfriend, and boo your own player. You gotta hate a player <laughs> in every team. I mean, he could true. he you might mean, not he might not get anywhere. He could be garbage. A lot of them are. He could be, you know, the next Kent Kingsley. Nathan Ablett. What would I do? Nathan Ablett is a premiership I, player, you fuck. <laughs> I would probably use social media to just consistently leak stories that he wants to move to another club and then wait for that to happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll start rumours on this show too. Yep. If you tell us who he is, <laughs> what club he's on, yep. and what club we'd like to send him to, yep. we'll start those rumours for you. 
Zach, w- don't tell us anything. Ah, fuck. Save your relationship. I've been rused. <laughs> Uh, and if you want to ask us questions about whether you should choose your mother or footy or your girlfriend or footy or your boyfriend or footy, uh, you can send us an email at howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or tweet us at howgoodsfooty. Individually, I'm at Awkward Trade. I'm at Psychic of Dowie. And I'm at Douche13. How Goods Footy. Boys, it's, uh, it's coming back and it's going to come back like a train and I'm excited, but that train is currently in the distance. There's no light at the end of the tunnel yet, but I'm still waiting. It just it doesn't say the time. It just says coming soon. soon. <laughs> Footy's complicated. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. <laughs> 